We forget that our skin is connected to the whole body. Hey everyone, I'm Morgan, co-founder of Primal Kitchen and host of the Primal Kitchen podcast. Today, I'm chatting with clean beauty pioneer and founder of Primally Pure, Bethany McDaniel. After years of dealing with acne and starting an organic livestock farm with her family, Bethany's world became open to the possibility of living a life without toxins and chemicals and living the most natural way possible. Her eyes were open to a new world of wellness beyond just what we put in our bodies, but what we put on our bodies as well. She began getting rid of all conventional toxic skincare and began formulating her own, which is the powerhouse of clean beauty for the primal world we see today. Before we get started, a brief reminder that any and all opinions and views shared by hosts and guests on this podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the view of Primal Kitchen or its affiliates or parent company. Hey, Bethany. Hey, Morgan. So good to chat with you. So good to chat with you. We haven't seen each other in a while, but it's just nice to have a familiar primal friend from the early days. For those listening, we met like when both of us were kind of getting our companies off the ground and we're very early supporters of each other. So it's super great to be reconnecting. Welcome to the podcast. Good, Thank you. And are you on the farm in Temecula right now? I am about a mile away from the farm right now. Cool. I love it. All right. So fill everyone in. You have such like an, such an interesting story, but I want to know like the full, how'd you meet your husband? How'd you guys end up on a farm and how'd you start the skincare company? Like I need the full Bethany story here. Okay. All right. Let's dive in. Um, my husband and I met in college and he's a little bit older than me. So he had already graduated. We went to, um, a school Concordia university in Irvine. He played basketball with my cousin there. And when I was a senior, he was back at a basketball game and we connected, um, through my cousin and just kind of hit it off and, um, got married fairly quickly. I'd say it was about, it was about a year and a half after meeting, Um, We got married. We moved to Arizona. We each had um, jobs. I was working at the Special Olympics in Arizona, and he was a high school teacher. So the fact that we ended up starting a farm is just like speaks to the fact that like it was not in the plans at all. It was not what we thought we we would be doing. But we both became so passionate about living a more natural lifestyle and. Um, him and his brothers and dad had kind of started the farm more as a hobby right around the time that we got married. And then, like I said, we moved to Arizona, we each had our own jobs and the farm was kind of taking off much more than we ever thought it would. People were interested in what we were doing, even though we hadn't even made anything available for purchase yet. People wanted to buy our chickens and we were driving back quite a bit to help out with the farm, to help out with farm tours and things like that. And it eventually got to the point where we just decided to take a leap of faith. We quit our jobs. We moved from Arizona to Temecula in with his parents because that's where the farm was at the time. They had um, two acres of land in Temecula wine country and a small house, 1700 square foot house. We moved back in with them. Um, Jeff's sister, Lindsay, and her husband, Paul, and their son quit their jobs in Orange County and moved into the same house. His sister, Jamie, from New York, quit her job and moved back in. So there were nine of us living in this tiny house, trying to get this farm up and running. And in the meantime, I was also making these skincare products. So I was using the kitchen oftentimes making deodorants and body butters, and which was a little bit challenging because people had to cook meals and all of that. So there's a lot going on, a lot of, um, you know, small business beginnings happening, but it was a really, really exciting time. 
And I started um, in 2015 selling my products on the Primal Pastures website. And I had already kind of cultivated a small network and following um, among the Primal Pastures community because I was running their blog at the time. So when I started selling the products, um, people were really interested in them and the company just kind of naturally grew and grew. And then right before I had um, June, my husband and I's older daughter, I took the leap of moving the business out of my house and into an office warehouse space because I had like two employees at the time, but I wanted a little bit of separation and privacy once I had the baby. So moved everything to an office warehouse space. Um, We were there for about two years. And then we moved into our current headquarters, um, which is still in Temecula. We do everything in-house. We have a team of skincare chefs making our products. We have a shipping team in-house. We are marketing and customer service is kind of a hybrid model, partly remote, partly in the office. And a few years ago, we opened a spa at our headquarters too. So it's been a wild journey, lots of ups and downs, um, but lots of growth, lots of learning, and it's been a lot of fun. Chris, have a spa in-house now too? Yeah. You'll have to visit next time you're in California. So what are you doing like that? What are you doing in the spa? What can I do in the spa? So we have a holistic esthetician and she does gua sha facials, um, herbal poultice, manual lymphatic drainage, um, just a lot of cool like facial massage and um, yeah, different techniques that are all like really holistic and healing and natural. Love it. Okay. But what like prompted you, like, how did you come up with all these recipes and like, what were your first products? And like, I mean, it's really impressive. So I want to hear like how the original ideas came. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, it all stemmed from my own journey with my skin and growing up in junior high and high school, dealing with acne. And I went the conventional route for a while and just kind of hit dead end after dead end. And I used a lot of really harsh chemical creams and ointments and was even put on round after round of antibiotics at one point. And I always kind of knew there had to be a more natural solution to all of this, whether that be like a lifestyle thing or diet or different products. I knew that there had to be something, but I was told like again and again that this is just a genetic thing and your best bet is like taking this pill or using this cream or whatnot. And it wasn't until I was in college, I worked at Trader Joe's and one of my coworkers recommended using jojoba oil on my skin. And being someone that grew up with like oily acne prone skin, I was always anti-oil. Like I would buy the most harsh cleansers available because I wanted to strip my skin of oil. And little did I know that that was causing my skin to overproduce oil and making the problem so much worse. Um, but I, I did it. I tried the jojoba and my skin just felt more balanced and clear than it has in years than it had in years. And so that was kind of the first light bulb moment. And after my husband and his family started the farm and I kind of realized the impact that, um, diet choices can have, like my skin changed drastically after I changed my diet and adopted more of a paleo style of eating, um, you know, I, was, I grew up eating like a standard American diet. So that was huge for me. And then I started thinking like, if the foods that I've always thought were healthy actually aren't that healthy, like what else have I been missing? What else have I been wrong about? So I started looking into products and just 
learned how harmful a lot of the ingredients in the products I was using my whole life really were and just started like playing around with natural substitutes. So the jojoba oil was one thing. And then um, deodorant was like a big one that I was looking into. And I started using coconut oil and baking soda as deodorant, which works great. So for anyone that maybe wants to try something more natural, but isn't ready to take the plunge and purchase a natural deodorant yet, coconut oil and baking soda works amazingly well. So I was using that. I wanted my husband to do that too, but he wasn't into that idea. So I was determined to come up with a stick deodorant, a natural stick deodorant that worked. And this was all when I was in Arizona working at the Special Olympics, but I just started experimenting and came up with, um, you know, so many different versions until I had something that I really liked and that Jeff really liked and a lot of my friends and family were using and wanting to repurchase from me. And it was kind of that natural progression with every product. It's just kind of, I just kept adding products that, um, that I needed and wanting to replace things that I was using with more natural versions. And then I would figure out how to make it. I love it. Yeah. We're obsessed with your deodorant. I've been through, I think every natural deodorant on the market, like truly. And there are some that will like work for a little while. I don't know if this is a thing with deodorant, but it seems like some of the natural ones I'll be like good with for a few weeks. And then I'm like, no, this is not actually working, but your deodorant is the blue tansy. Is that, that has, is that like one of your best selling deodorants? Yeah. Our charcoals are best selling than blue tansy. Okay. Yeah. We have both of those. I think my husband uses the charcoal one, but yeah, we both use it. And I really sold. They're awesome for sure. Some of the natural ones can be like a little dry, like too drying. And then I got rash and they don't work. And that's like a whole other problem. So for sure. And when I first started, like that's the baking soda that causes a rash for a lot of people, but it also is an ingredient that's really powerful for fighting odor. So I learned that very quickly in the beginning that I couldn't have too much baking soda because everyone who I was initially giving deodorants to to test out came back with like these awful rashes. So that was like something I spent so long fine tuning was getting the right amount of baking soda. And we also use baking soda that's naturally mined. So um, it's a lot finer in consistency and less abrasive. So that also helps with um, minimizing any sort of rashes. Um, And then our tallow, I think is another big piece of why our deodorant is so soothing because the tallow is really high in vitamins that plant-based ingredients don't have in anywhere near the same concentration. That's super nourishing and soothing for the skin. So I think that plays a part too. And does the tallow come from the farm? It doesn't. Nope. (laughs) I source it from other farms in the U S I used to use um, tallow from our cows and I would render it myself but it was just a very time consuming process doing all the rendering on top of formulating and um, making the products. So, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. I know about <laughs> all the ingredients. Or so how many products do you guys have now? Primarily here. Um, I think we have 60 something and that's including different, you know, scents yeah. of the same product, but yeah. I think what are your, which categories are you, are your best sellers? Um, deodorants are top seller. Our charcoal deodorant is number one. Um, some of our other top sellers are our cleansing oils, which are amazing. One of my favorite things also Our everything sprays really popular. Um, and that's a product that can be used as a facial toner. It can be sprayed onto the underarms throughout the day to freshen up. You can spray it onto like your bikini line or sensitive areas after shaving. 
our customers are always telling us new things they're using it for too, like bug bites and sunburns. And yeah, it's a great product. Love it. And the facial cleansing oil. So instead of like soap, you're using oil as a cleanser. Talk yeah. to that. I'm like, I've been putting oil on my face for a long time. So I'm, I'm yeah. bought in on the concept, but I have never used a facial oil cleanser. So give me the. Oh my gosh. I'll send it to you. You've got to try it. Okay. Um, so the oil cleansing method is based on the scientific principle that like dissolves like. So you're using oils to get in your pores and dissolve the grime and buildup in your pores. So you're just kind of squeezing like a dollop, um, quarter sized amount of cleansing oil onto the palm of your hand and then massaging it into your skin feels amazing. It smells amazing. It's like a mini spa experience. So you're kind of, um, giving yourself a little facial massage, working it into your skin. And then you take a warm washcloth, um, or you take a washcloth and you put warm water on it and then you just kind of gently wipe it off. And it just gives you a really, really deep clean. It's, it's really, really great. Awesome. I yeah. love it. And like what, how, so you started using jojoba oil as a moisturizer. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And then you, how quickly did you notice difference like in your own skin? Like for someone who's struggling with acne, like what, what would be your recommendations? Yeah. I mean, I, I want to say I noticed it fairly quickly. It's, it's different for everybody though. I mean, some people after a week, will notice a huge difference for some people. Um, there can actually be a bit of a purging process, especially with the oil cleansing method, because once you're bringing all of that, um, all of those like deep seated, um, you know, that deep seated dirt and grime to the surface, there can kind of be some purging that takes place for a couple of weeks. So with the oil cleansing method, I've seen sometimes it take up to, um, four to six to on the very long end, maybe even eight weeks for their skin to really balance out and for them to see a difference. Um, but I would say on average, most people see a difference in their skin in about two weeks after switching to, um, a really powerful natural skincare regimen and adopting, um, you know, lifestyle and diet changes if if that's necessary too. Yeah. Yeah. We forget that our skin is connected to the whole body. I think that's a big thing that's missing in the skincare industry as a whole. And even the natural skincare world is the products we use are a huge piece of it all. And they're super important, but people won't always see the results they're looking for. If their if their diet is, um, really bad, or if their lifestyle, um, you know, needs some, some changes, if they need to make changes to their lifestyle, if they aren't sleeping well, or if they're under a ton of stress, like all of that plays a part in skin health. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you've got like, I'm going to assume hormone dysregulation and all that as a result of maybe lifestyle factors. So yeah, it makes sense. And is it true that the skin absorbs like 60% of what you put on it? I feel. Yeah. I don't know the exact percentage. I think it's, it's a hard thing to put a percentage on because each product absorbs differently. Like some things aren't absorbed. Um, and some things are absorbed super easily. So yeah, but I mean, it does, the skin does absorb a lot. There's no denying that. That's why a lot of conventional medicines use patches to administer the medicine because the skin absorbs things and what the skin absorbs ends up in the bloodstream. And that's just, it's just yeah. a fact. Yeah. It's crazy. So you have had two babies. How old are your kiddos? I have a five-year-old girl and an almost three-year-old girl. 
Okay. So since when did you start the company? 2015 officially. So you've had, you started the company and then had two babies and then your husband's had all this growth at the farm and you guys, where did you live before Temecula? Um, Arizona. Arizona. Okay. So you came and got it. And how is that? Like, how is balancing all that? Like, whoa. (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah, it's a constant journey of just seeing what works and making adjustments. And yeah, I feel like it's just, it takes a lot of flexibility and, um, and just awareness of, you know, how I'm spending my time and how I'm being intentional as a mom and being intentional as a business owner. Um, I feel like I'm always kind of like assessing myself in both of those areas and figuring out, um, what changes need to be made and things like that. But I, I try my best to incorporate, um, you know, even though I work just about full time, I, I try to incorporate like cool moments with my kids, even into my workday sometime, if that's like stopping at home and having lunch with them or, um, picking up my daughter from school and taking her out to eat, um, in the middle of the day or like Friday mornings are kind of always the, the morning that I take my girls out for a little breakfast date. Sometimes I bring them into work and help, they help like make skincare products. Um, they love doing that. So I just try my best to kind of incorporate them into my everyday life and also have them like visit me at work and see what I do and tell them like why I'm passionate about what I do. That's cool. I love it. And have you found it like super stressful or do you feel like you've, you've kind of got like this lifestyle thing down? I mean, no, I definitely have moments where it's overwhelming and I'm, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Like having little ones yourself, um, you know, there's just times when um, if things are going according to plan and nothing like there's no other variables or no crazy like changes um, to like my day or week, like, yeah, I feel like I, I have a pretty good handle on things, but um, you know, things come up often also. And then, and things get thrown out of whack. And that's when, yeah, it, I mean, it can get overwhelming and hard oftentimes yeah. for sure. Yeah. And you have how many employees now? Um, we're at about almost 40. Wow. That's a lot. I mean, that and that's including sense. like our, since we do everything under one roof, that includes our shipping oh, team and our it. manufacturing and all that. Yeah. But that's quite a bit. And you got, everything is like handmade still basically, yep. right? Yes. Everything is handmade. <laughs> yeah. If, if anyone um, listening follows us on Instagram, we post like videos every week of our skincare chefs making the product. So yeah, it's a really, it adds a lot of um, extra work to the business because we're the ones sourcing the ingredients and we're the ones creating the manufacturing processes and overseeing them and all of that. But it's also, um, it's really rewarding. Like being able to employ more people in our community and also for the marketing team and the manufacturing team, the shipping team, all to know each other's names and like the marketing team to see the process. And just to have that um, connectivity is like really cool. I love it. And oh, what would you say is like, I don't know, the hardest challenge you're facing right now, like running primarily Pierre? Good question. Um, so up until now, we've pretty much just hired somewhat local people. And I think now we're looking for a few positions in marketing specifically that we may have to um, look at 
potentially hiring remote, which is hard for me. I'm such a, I'm such a face-to-face person. I th- I really value that face-to-face connection. And I know a lot of people said, you know, COVID has proven that you can, um, that you can do anything like with a remote team. And I just still think it's not quite the same, yeah. but I'm also at a point where I don't want to limit the company because we're kind of running into a wall finding sourcing all the positions we need locally. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of a dilemma right now. People. That's always the hardest. People. Yeah. It's hard. Finding good people, keeping good people. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. People do. Primal's always been remote. So, but we got together frequently. I think that's like, we were all kind of, we were remote, but people were always at my house. Like, yeah. You know, we're doing 50 million in sales and there are like five people working out of our like 200 square foot beach bungalow in Hermosa Beach. So (laughs) we got to spend like time together. And I do think just that unstructured non-meeting, like time to work and think about things is like really important. And what's so what's for the what's in the future for Primal Pure? Like what's next for you guys? Yeah, Um, product wise, we are working on a sunscreen line to hopefully launch not this year but next year so just a line of products for people to wear in the sun um you know sunscreen after sun stuff like that so really excited about that and then also just continuing to like i mentioned build out our team and um just creating more amazing content and education that's always been a big part of our brand we want we don't only want to um provide people with natural products. We want to speak clearly to the why behind why we do what we do and also, um, you know, educate people on how to use our products and yeah, just like why it matters, why, why it's important to use natural stuff. That's always been a big piece. So we want to do a lot more of that in the future. Very cool. Um, I have a few like beauty questions for you. Okay. Thoughts on anti-aging what we can do for anti-aging or to treat aging that's already there. And I want your thoughts on Botox because I think you have some thoughts (laughs) on Yeah, I love these questions. Um, Anti-aging, so hydration, internal hydration is really important, external hydration. Um, So drinking water, but also pairing that with electrolytes and minerals for better absorption. And then on the outside, just being really cognizant and regular about maintaining a skincare routine that, um, like a really nourishing skincare routine every day and using a great moisturizer. Um, I really like our baby balm as a moisturizer. Actually, it's like the most hydrating, nourishing product that we have. Um, so those are both important in terms of different types of treatments. Um, Gua Sha is a game changer. Our esthetician is really big on this. We have a lot of tutorials for gua sha on our website. And that's just the practice of using a um, sculpted gemstone and kind of maneuvering that on the skin lightly in specific ways to um, break up stagnant tissue and increase blood flow and things like that. So it's really good for just helping cells communicate better between each other and, and blocking up stagnation and things like that. It kind of does the opposite of what Botox does. Botox like paralyzes the tissue in place and gua sha creates a lot of movement in the tissue and movement is essential for strong, healthy tissue. And so, yeah, I'm a big fan of gua sha. Um, and that kind of leads into Botox. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Botox. 
Um, it's a really, really toxic form of poison. And yes, it's injected at a small dose, but I don't think that it goes without consequences doing that routinely for years and years and years, which most people do that get it. Like they don't just get it once they get it over and over and over again. And I think when we are trying to create healthy skin long-term, um, it's important to make decisions that are good for our overall health. And I don't see Botox as being um, beneficial for overall health. So yeah, yeah. as an alternative, I think gua sha is great. Um, facial acupuncture treatments are amazing. Um, cryofacials, I really love. So that's just using most cryotherapy places will have like a localized cryotherapy machine and they'll offer cryofacials. It's just like really cold um, gas, nitric ox. I can't remember what kind of gas, but um, really cold gas to soothe inflammation and um, yeah, just like help. It helps the skin just glow. And um, I really love those. Let's see what else. Um, I mean, even things like col- um, colonics, I really love like it hydrates your colon from the inside out. And um, I've been getting them regularly and have definitely felt like my skin has been more supple and youthful. So I mean, there's so many things and anything that's good for your entire body is going to reflect in the health of your skin and collagen. I'm like you guys tell, I think collagen yeah, is we, amazing, an amazing nutrient for skin health. We love collagen. We do. We have like someone on our team who has been working for us forever. And when we had our bars that had collagen in them, he was eating a lot of collagen bars and I think also using our powder, but he had like acne scars that were like, his face was like, changed. And he's like, there's nothing I've done. Like I'm a dude. I haven't done anything, but I've been eating tons of these bars and like my acne scars are like filling in and yeah, collagen's cool. What about like vampire facials and all these like micro needling and all this stuff people are doing? Yeah. Um, I haven't tried those specifically, but I'm really intrigued by the vampire facials. I, and those are something that I believe don't need to be done. Um, very frequently. Yeah. And I mean, as I understand it, it's just taking your own blood and the, um, spinning it, um, and then injecting kind of that stem cell rich blood back into the skin, I think may not be described exactly right, but, um, yeah, it's an interesting procedure and I, I don't know a ton about it. It's something that I'm looking into, um, looking into doing potentially in the future. I'm planning to research it a bit more, but um, yeah, I think that could be, could be a good option for, for folks. And then um, the micro needling um, I've only talked to our esthetician about this. I haven't looked into it herself, but she is not a fan of that one just because um, she's not really a fan of anything when the idea is like injuring the skin and and with the desired result being for the skin to like pull up nutrients to the surface to compensate for that injury. Because when you do that repeatedly, you're like depleting the skin of its um, nutrient stores. Interesting. Okay. Makes sense. Um, switching gears a little bit, but when you talk about SPF, I'm excited you're coming out with something. Are you using like non micro zinc, titanium yeah. dioxide, zinc? Yeah, we would use, um, non-nano zinc. Nano. That's what I was looking, thinking of. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
You should just like, um, explain to people listening about this so they yeah. understand like how cool that is. Yeah. So non-nano zinc oxide is, um, provides the skin with a physical barrier to the sun versus um, like a chemical barrier. A lot of these chemical sunscreens, they absorb and scatter the sun's rays on the skin, whereas the physical sunblocks that are made with non-nano zinc oxide actually block the sun. So you're blocking UVA and UVB rays, whereas a lot of these um, chemical-based sunscreens only block, is it, yeah, they only block UVB rays, whereas the UVA rays are then penetrating deeper into the skin. And those are the rays that cause the long-term damage. They're not the rays that cause sunburn. So you'll you'll think that your skin is protected because it's not burning, but the UVA rays are still getting through and causing um, some more severe damage. Yeah. And the non-nano particle on the zinc oxide is important because? Yeah, because um, with micronized particles, those can absorb into the skin and then you're not really getting that like physical barrier. Whereas the non-nano zinc oxide, the non-micronized zinc oxide, uh, it actually sits on the skin and provides a barrier to the sun. So, so the, the pieces that you couldn't yeah. see or ever describe as pieces, my terminology is really bad yeah. here, are big enough so that they're not absorbing and penetrating the skin. Cool. Yeah, exactly. And we're not we're not um, like sun Nazis at Primally Pure by any means. Like we believe in getting a healthy amount of sun exposure. And I don't think that anyone needs to fear the sun, yeah. but for those days when, when um, like personally, when I go outside, when I go to, to Hawaii or if I'm going to be out the, in the sun for a long period of time, I'll kind of let my skin get some natural light um, for a little bit. And then I'll put the sunscreen on and just for some added protection for the rest of the day. Cause I don't want to burn. I don't want to, um, you know, let my sun get damaged, but yeah, I also don't think I'm not someone who every time I go out in the sun has to put sunscreen on because yeah. I think that vitamin D and um, natural sunlight is important. Yeah, we have we have overdone it a little bit on that one. I, I agree with you. Um, okay, what are you most excited about these days in health and wellness? Could be skin, um, it could be anything. Yeah, good question. Um, well, one thing that I've been doing that I've really enjoyed lately, personally, I got an infrared sauna last year oh. and, oh gosh, it's been like the best health investment oh, I've yeah. ever made. Yeah. What, which one did you get? It's a company called Heavenly Heat okay. and they're a smaller company, but they don't treat their wood with chemicals and they don't use any glues, which a lot of companies do. And then when you're in the sauna, in the heated, in the heated sauna, obviously like all those fumes from the wood treatments and the glues are releasing and then you're inhaling all of that. So I really liked this company. I liked that. Um, they, they just do it really naturally. Awesome. And what, no, what benefits are you noticing? I feel so good. Like when I, I try to go in the sauna every morning and I feel like, I mean, I still, I'm a coffee drinker, at least right now I go in phases with it. Like but I wouldn't need it if I, if I didn't want to drink it. You I would look energy, you're feeling like more energized, just energized, um, clear headedness, like mood improvements. It's, I, it just feels so good. Like I feel so good when I'm going to the sauna regularly. Yeah. I mean, there's so much data coming out on like sauna use and how yeah, it is. Really, there really is. That's yeah, cool. I like that one. Like so much. Yeah. Okay. Along the same lines, but who's inspiring you these days? Hmm. 
Good question. Um, a lot of people, but someone I've been listening to more recently is Dr. Caroline Leaf. Okay. Um, she is a neurologist or something along those lines, but has a lot of books on just like brain health and um, mood and just how to optimize your brain, I guess. And she's really interesting. I like listening to her a lot. She's from South Africa, so she has a great accent too. I love it. And does she have like a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to her website right now. Neurocycle. Yeah, this is great. Manage stress, anxiety, depression, and toxic thinking with the first ever brain detox app. I mean, I need that. This is the (laughs) sun. Oh, I didn't know she had an app. That's what it says. I need it too. Yeah, we'll have to get that. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Um, Cool. Okay, tell me a little bit. We've kind of like touched on it. And I know you guys are like mostly, I'm guessing, paleo, but you tell me like, what does a go to breakfast and a day in the life look like for you on like the diet front? Yeah. Um, I typically don't eat breakfast. I do a lot of fasting. Um, and actually I first heard about fasting and the concept of like metabolic flexibility, um, with Mark Sisson and just became really intrigued by it. And for the last two years, it's been a big part of my life. It it saves me a lot of time as like a mom and business owner, just in the mornings, um, not having to think about like, that what I'm going to do for you know one less meal a day. Um, so breakfast, breakfast is normally some kind of like, um, if you come, if you want to call it breakfast, it's like a bulletproof coffee or a green tea or something like that I'll have in the mornings. And then, um, for lunch, it's funny. We were both eating when we hopped on this recording earlier, <laughs> I was eating, um, um, smoked salmon and dates and, um, raw grass fed cheese. So love it. It's, it's kind of random. Um, for dinner tonight, Jeff made a pot roast with like carrots and potatoes. So we use all of our meat from like our family farm. Um, and, um, yeah, so animal protein is like a big part of our diet, but kind of just like animal protein, veggies, fruit, um, potatoes, like root vegetables are all just pretty normal parts of our, our diet. We absolutely love primal kitchen. So our, our fridge is just stocked with all the primal kitchen <laughs> salad dressings and mayonnaise. Like, yeah, we we've been using primal kitchen for the longest time. And I think it's just complements all of, um, you know, the things that our family farm raises like so perfectly. Well, that's amazing. Thank you for that. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, okay. What is the worst thing you've ever done for your own health? Hmm. Um, Gosh, it's a toss up between like just all the foods I ate my entire life until I knew better, which was, I mean, I grew up on like the dinosaur chicken nuggets from Costco (laughs) and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, all of that was no good drinking too much in college. Yeah. Probably those things. I was drinking too much in high school and definitely drinking too much in college. I'm like... What the hell? I know, know, but we, I mean, you're, how old are you? I'm 33. Okay. Yeah. So you're kind of like same. I mean, I'm 38, but it's similar. Like at that time, like our parents, like didn't, there wasn't that the information there is now. I mean, I was like raised on, I mean, we had dinner every night as family, but like, otherwise my mom would be like, you have to eat breakfast. Like 
even if it's a s'mores pop tart, like you have to yeah. eat breakfast. I'm like, like I was probably way better off just yeah. not eating breakfast. I remember in college, in high school, realizing like one time I didn't have time for breakfast and I just went to school without it. And I was thinking like, why am I not hungry? And how come when I eat a bowl of cocoa puffs, I'm like starving 30 minutes later. Yeah. <laughs> it just dawned on me. Like this doesn't make sense. Yeah. I had a similar experience. I never, I just like my natural default is not to eat. I was interviewed on the news when I moved to LA like 10 years ago, for some reason, I don't know how they found me on intermittent fasting. Um, but I have been, yeah, I was like doing that forever. Just, I remember Googling, like, is this bad for me? Am I like hurting myself? Cause it wasn't like a movement it is now. And then realizing, yeah. oh no, this meal was probably something invented by the cereal industry. So yeah, that's incredible that you were just doing it instinctually. Well, because I never wanted to eat breakfast either. Like in high school, I just, my almost yeah. felt nauseous if I did. So yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people, it just does work for, I'm definitely one of them. Also, I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm a I'm like a waitress in the morning. It's like, I need more fruit. I need more toast. Oh, and to try to like sit down and eat is like, forget it. I'm just it gonna, stressful. It's for, yeah, it's not even worth Not it. even enjoyable. Like I want to sit down and enjoy my meal and like not feel rushed. Yeah. I'm lucky if I can like have my Primal Kitchen matcha latte made by the time. <laughs> Okay. This is my last question for you. I ask everyone, this is my favorite question, but what is something most people don't know about you? Hmm. Um, I have been an avid hiker for a lot of my life. I hiked Mount Kilimanjaro, hiked Mount Whitney. I used to like it, be up in the mountains, any chance I had. And it's something that I haven't been doing as much of in recent years, but it, for quite some time, it was like a big part of my life. Interesting. Like growing up too? Um, starting in high school, we had a mountain range right by our house and my dad and I would go up there and, and do hikes. So cool. I love that. Yeah. When did you do Mount Kilimanjaro? That was in college. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Amazing. But like the coolest experience ever. Yeah. Fabulous. Okay. Thank you so much. It was awesome to connect with you and learn more about your story. Like, tell me, um, can you just tell everyone where they can find you and primarily pure? And I think you might even have like a discount code for us. I believe primal kitchen on your site works as a discount code. One, one word, but I will make sure it does right after we're done recording. I think it does because Janessa said it did. So I think that they were together, but yeah. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for having me on. I've been a fan of your brand for so many years, and it's just been so fun to watch you guys grow too. And just, it was so good reconnecting with you today. Um, But people can find us on our website, primallypure.com. And then um, you can sign up for our newsletter on our website. We're sharing um, just information and promotions and things like that all the time on our newsletter. And then on Instagram, we are at primally pure. Fabulous. Thank you so much, Bethany. Thanks Morgan.